welcome to the Farming on Purpose podcast. Today's challenges in agriculture are new, but the grit and determination required to be successful have been handed down for generations. On the Farming on Purpose podcast, we preserve the ag heritage and traditions we built our identity on while pursuing the American dream of multi-generation farms that innovate for the future. Listen along as we share stories of how farmers and ranchers are building legacies, both in their business and their character, for the sake of those they'll pass the reins to. I'm your host, Lexi Wright, and I'm excited to talk with you about the financial, generational, and production challenges facing producers in the ag industry today. This podcast is brought to you by Back Pocket Social Marketing. And yes, this is Lexi here. This podcast has been a real passion project for me. All the time that goes into interviewing guests, editing, and producing the show is sponsored by my freelance marketing agency. We specialize in website design, social media advertising, content creation and management, and email marketing. If you like to take a foundational approach to your marketing and figure out exactly what's working for you and what's not, and really focus on efficiency, then you would be a great candidate to work with us. You can reach out and talk with us more at Lexi at BackPocketSocial.com. We would love to help you solve your marketing challenges. Well, Rochelle, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to come on the Farming on Purpose podcast. Um, I've had so much fun getting started with this, and I think that it's really fitting that you are one of the beginning episodes of the Farming on Purpose podcast because I've admired your writing and your perspective for a long time and then had the chance to work with you um, here in the last couple of years. And so I'm just excited to let people hear more of your thoughts in kind of a different way than they normally would if they follow your blog. Um, You've lived on the ranch most of your life, held a lot of different roles Do you want to just take a moment to introduce yourself and kind of where you guys are at right now, what you're up to? Yeah, so thank you. I am excited to be on the podcast here with you. Um, Yeah, so uh, my name is Rochelle, and I live on my parents' cattle ranch, myself and my husband and our two daughters. Um, We live in just outside of Haver, Montana, which is just a little way south of the Canadian border, kind of very north central Montana. And um, so uh, we've been raising cattle with my parents for the last 17 years. And this year has been very different for us. We ended up selling all of our cows, my husband and I, this summer, late spring, early summer, uh, due to drought. Uh, We had some leased ground that we run our cattle on separate from my parents, and there had been no moisture all winter, and there was just no way to be able to keep the cows um, and allow for my parents to be able to keep their cattle here as well, too. So it's been a little bit different. The only thing we kept, um, my girls have a handful of their own cows and calves, and then uh, we ended up keeping our bulls. Uh, So kind of hoping that we're going to be able to get back in and have some cows to run our bulls on next summer. So that's um, kind of where we're at in a major season of change um, and, and learning how to deal with that. And that's kind of a weird season to be in. I feel like we, we always, um, I feel like talk about, you know, like keep, keep going forward and what's the next thing. But when you're in that season of evaluating and like not being quite sure of what the next step is, that's where we're at currently kind of as well for very different reasons than the drought you guys have been going through. But I feel like that evaluation season is kind of a strange one to be in. It is. And it's it's difficult. Um, because it's just difficult when you have different generations and different personalities. Um, I'm very emotionally attached to our place and to our cattle, where my husband is able to step away and look at it more from the business side, and which I'm very thankful for. Um, because I'm, I'm all in, I'll do whatever just to be able to keep them because I love this way of life and I love my cows. Um, 
and that's not always the best business decision. Um, sometimes you have to know when to, you know, when to let your cards go, I guess, in a sense. And um, so it's been, it's been a very major change for us and um, just trying to figure out how, how to move on and what's going to work best for both families. Um, because my parents are still here and we're still trying to figure out how to make it work for them too. So, yeah, juggling the different generations and the having it be, you know, what you love doing every day and what you live for and still figuring out the business side too. I feel like it's such a hard thing to juggle. And that's why it's so like such a hot topic in our industry is how do we keep all of the people that are involved in the operation successful and still move forward, letting people do what they love. It's the ultimate puzzle. I feel like <laughs> it is. And everybody's situation is so different. Um, and that, I think that's why it is so difficult because there is, there's no one size fits all fix for it. Uh, we've been working I say that with air quotations, working into um, succession plan for, we've been out here for, I mean, almost, I guess probably more like 15 years that we've had our own cattle. Um, but we've been working with my parents since right after we were married. And the last 10 years, especially, it's been, well, we're, we're trying to figure out how to, you know, get you guys back home and um, just... It's, it's difficult with when you have a generation that doesn't want, they don't want to really step back, but they don't want to, you know, it's hard to try and figure out where you, where you fit in. And that's kind of where we've been for a long time. And so this year especially has been just kind of figuring out what we can do for ourselves until things change and we can, we can make some choices at that point. So. Yeah. And it sounds like you and your husband make a really great team of bringing the, you know, the heart of the situation from your perspective and his more the business side of the equation to making those decisions. It's important to have both and, but also hard to balance both. Um, I think mo my husband and I like swing from wildly from one into the other, we're like, oh, all business or oh, all heart. And it's like finding where to juggle that is hard for us. But sounds like you guys balance each other out well in that. Yeah, for the most part. And I, I, um, my husband, bless his heart, I think it's easier for him to see it from the business perspective, because it's not his family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he came in as the outsider, I guess, and he wasn't raised on a ranch. And so he didn't have that. Well, I've been doing this my whole life. This is what I know. Um, he can look at it and say, well, these are the numbers. He's a hard facts kind of guy. Um, so where I'm not, I am very much like, I don't, as long as somebody knows what the numbers are, which is not a good way to be either. Um, I've been really trying to wrap my brain around that. And I've worked in finance and I know how it should look and what to do, you know, for other people. But for me, it's just one of those things that it's like, I, I want to just go get on my horse. I want to go fix fence. I want to go, uh, work cows. And so he, he constantly reminds me that, you know, it is a business and yes, you can love what you do. Um, but you still have to be sure that at the end of the day, you can pay your bills and, support your family, even if, it, and if it's not working, then something has to change. So that's been really good because I wasn't really raised that way. Like my parents, they're not, my dad isn't a big numbers guy. And so I wasn't really raised with the budgeting and the, you know, marketing is a huge part of being a rancher. And, um, the older I've gotten, the more I've learned that that is, that's got to be almost a bigger part of your day than just going through the motions and doing the work. Because if you can't, at the end of the day, if you can't pay your bills, the work doesn't really matter. The bank is only going to keep you going for so long. So you have it's a hard reality to, though. It is. It really is. Um, and it's, 
it's a sad part of the business, but you, you still have to, um, hopes and dreams are great, but you have to be able to finance them. And, and it's a big, unfortunately, agriculture is, is so much about the money and how you handle your finances and how you, uh, are able to do different things to be able to ensure that there's always money for the next, the next thing in the next generation. And, and that's really hard to, if you're not good at that, it's, it's hard to grasp it. And you and I come at that from kind of two different ends of the spectrum where you grew up on a ranch, but it wasn't really a big talking point. Like you said, for your family, Mm -hmm. for me, I would say like financial management was probably a big talking point for my family, but we were not involved in like farming and ranching. We were more um, just like a hobby farm type of a thing. And now it's like, I I almost feel like there's no amount of preparation that can prepare you to handle the finances of a farmer or a ranch. But also there's, it doesn't seem like there's that much out there that pr- helps prepare us to tackle those conversations or those plans either. I've, I've struggled with like knowing where to turn to be like, what should I do? What should I be focusing on? Right. And I would agree with that. Um, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, obviously. Um, but I feel like a lot of people that grow up in an agriculture background don't grow up knowing what the money situation looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's, I remember being a kid and it was like taboo to talk about the bills and to talk about, um, the checkbook and we didn't, you know, we didn't discuss it. And it's unfortunate um, because I think, I don't think you have to know your parents' whole financial situation, but I think just in general for younger kids and kids in college to understand, you know, there's more to it than just coming back home and raising cows. Mm -hmm. If that was all there was to it, everybody do it. If it was that easy, we, we'd all, there'd be no issue. There'd be no family farms going, getting sold out and people having to retire and sell their cows out. Um, but that's, there's so much more to it. And, um, you know, I didn't go to school necessarily for agriculture business. And so my, when I was in college, it was more, um, horse education and more the nitty gritty of, uh, like taking care of livestock and what to feed them. And so the money side of it wasn't really talked about there again, you know, like there weren't resources. We didn't really talk about how to pay for all of these different things and where to go if you need lending. And, and, and I think that's really unfortunate. Um, because so many times we just keep doing what we've always been doing. Yeah. And we look, especially if we're working with our parents, we look to them to be um, kind of the, you know, you look to them for guidance and no matter what the situation is, our tendency is just to keep doing what we've always done and what we know. And that's not always gonna be helpful for moving forward. Um, so I would agree. It's, it's really a difficult thing to know where to start. Um, and it's, it can be very overwhelming and, um, it gets, I know for us for a while, it was just like, well, we're just, you know, we're going to do our, go to work and do our job and have cows on the weekends and that kind of thing. And, and now I'm looking back at choices we've made and things we've done that it's like, we should have pushed that or asked more questions mm-hmm. and, not that our situation would be different, um, but just knowing who to, you know, getting some different ideas and being able to do more than just raise crops or just raise cattle is so important. Yeah. And, and being able to bring ideas to the table and let the other generation or the other family members that you work with be able to kick it around and think about it until it maybe becomes their idea um, 
is is helpful. And I think just being able to have open communication without a lot of expectations mm-hmm. um, is is. I wish we, at least for me, um, because I was always really good about having ideas, but then expecting it to go the way I wanted it to, without really thinking about how the other side of that coin would look. So yeah, it can be very overwhelming to know how to, how to make it work. Mm -hmm. Very overwhelming. (laughs) And those expectations that, like you said, you kind of approach situations with like, well, this is how I want it to go. It's hard to know where to draw the line there because it's like, at some point, you don't want to be the pushover who always gets the short end of the stick and who, you know, never, you never make any progress on your goals and what you guys want to do because you just always fade to the back. But at the same time, you don't want to be the one that's not considering what other people want. So it's like hard to know what to stand firm on when it comes to those things, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess my biggest advice, if someone else is like kind of in that situation would be to be patient and you know don't don't give up on those ideas that you have the first time someone says no um sometimes it takes a really long time for other people to soften to ideas that are what you maybe don't feel is a big change but it could be a really small thing like i think a certain thing is really small but to my dad those were huge changes that he was not okay with. Um, and you know, you, you can't get upset from my personal experience. Um, if somebody, if they tell you, no, don't get upset about it. Maybe do some more research, come back to the drawing board and approach it differently. Um, if you can prove to them that, you know, this is a really good idea if you have the opportunity to say split your cow herd off from theirs and prove it, make it work, you know, show them that, that the option is there and it's not a bad idea. Um, sometimes they'll, they'll say, Oh, well, maybe these kids are onto something or it might flop. And then, you know, from your experience that it doesn't work. So, um, but just don't, don't stop trying but, and don't give up, but don't be discouraged the first 50 times they don't, <laughs> don't go along with it. Um, just, just roll with it. Sometimes that's the best thing I found is to just not, to, and don't take it personally, because sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with us. It's more to do with change being really scary for some people. So mm-hmm. Well, I think it's easy to hear the wisdom in your voice as you talk about that, um, of being like in different, different roles with your family as you've grown up on the ranch. And now you guys have some of your own stuff. And like you said, have really been shifting and kind of this year evaluating, you know, what's the next step? What's it been like to kind of change in in your decision-making place on the operation for you? So it's, it's been a journey. (laughs) Um, When we first came back, I, I don't want to say that I was a typical college kid that came back and thought I knew everything. because I don't really feel that I knew anything. Um, But I, I was excited to be back and to be raising cows with my parents and my husband. And um, it was really difficult at times because I don't, my dad and I don't always see eye to eye. And so my, the things that I wanted to do, if I proposed it, it wasn't, it was a terrible idea if my husband took those ideas and proposed it, and I don't want to say my dad is, you know, like won't listen to me because I'm female, but my husband could take those ideas and he would do a lot of research and then he would propose it. And then dad would agree with it. And for a long time, I would be really upset about that. Um, I would take it personally. 
And the older I've gotten, the more it's just like, that's just his personality. Um, I, again, come at things from a very emotional standpoint where my husband takes it from a business standpoint. So I think to my dad, if it's coming from my husband, he's probably thought about it in the sense of, is it making us money? Is it going to cost a lot of money? Where if it comes from me, it's like, well, I really, this would really like fill my cup and make me feel good. Um, so I have learned to change tactics, I guess, be, try to take things from a more, um, business-like approach. Mm -hmm. Um, and also too, I've learned to just, I don't want to say give up on things, but I've learned to let go. I've learned to maybe set my expectations a little lower. And I know this probably isn't what people want to hear, but I think if you are working with a difficult family member and you have so many things you can't control, we can't control the weather, we can't control the markets, um, we can't control other people. So if you learn to be okay if things don't go the way you want them to and not feel like it's a personal attack on yourself and just kind of learn to roll with it, um, life gets a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And we, there's so many things I feel like, especially in ranching, it can get really easy to feel like the universe is against us. You know, you have, um, we, we have markets that fluctuate so much that it's like, you can't predict what your calves are going to be worth in the fall or the weather is, is awful. And then it gets really good through calving. And then all of a sudden you get a storm or something happens through the summer you, you can't control those things. And I have just learned that you have to love your people well, no matter how hard and how miserable they maybe make you feel at times. Um, and you have to just be willing to accept that things aren't always going to look the way you thought they were going to. Um that is where I am at this year. I was very angry and I was heartbroken. And I will say honestly that I have felt like I had lost a part of my identity when we had to sell our cows. Yeah. Um, and maybe for some people that seems ridiculous. Um, they were not special cows. You know, it wasn't like we have a seed stock program or anything, but they were cows that my husband and I had put together a herd over the course of a very long time. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And, and it really hurt to have to let them go. Um, And it's taken a lot of time to get over that. And it's taken a lot of um, soul searching and learning to be okay with it. And just remembering that, my plan isn't always the way things are going to go. And, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, especially women who are kind of going through succession planning and have a lot of the same issues with their parents or their grandparents, or they have brothers and sisters back on the place. And it, it can be very difficult and, And this common thread is just feeling like we're not being heard or feeling like we work really, really hard, but it doesn't get us anywhere, Um, that we're not where we want to be. And I guess my, what I've learned from this past year is that that's okay. Um, You know, our parents didn't want to be dealing with financial crisis and grandparents that happened in the eighties. And, you know, we just have to keep believing in a higher power or have faith that things are going to get better or whatever happens. It's okay. 
you know, maybe, maybe it'll be another five years before we have cows and I have to just be okay with that. Um, so it's just, it's been a, a big change, not being able to go ride through the cows or knowing that I don't have to feed next winter is, is weird. And it's just changing, learning to accept that, you know, like the old adage, the only thing that stays the same is change and, and learning to be okay with that. I feel that very, very much. So, um, thank you for sharing that. And it's hard. I, I guess I am a very solution oriented person. So it's hard for me to just feel like we're in that limbo period, like you said, of like, we don't really have control over what happens next. So we kind of have to just wait and see what develops and take control of what we can take control of, like, you know, continuing to love the people that are in our lives well. And yes, maybe we can do some things to help us with that. I like, like you said, the identity piece of who we are um, and being cattle owners or being able to go ride through the cows or having something to feed in the morning. I, I struggle with that one too. I'm like, when I don't have chores to do in the morning, I'm like, who am I? What am I doing? I don't even know. Um, but it's, there's no solution. And it's just kind of like, well, see what happens next. And I, I've struggled with that a lot. I feel like that's been um, hard to get used to as a beginning farmer um, and realizing just how much there is that's uncontrollable in agriculture. Yeah. I think there's a lot of similarities between that um, and being a mom um, on the ranch as well. And I love, love when you write. And I don't think we mentioned um, the name of your blog um, and where kind of how you came to do your writing. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that kind of before we dive into that, I guess? Sure. So I started writing uh, like third. Well, I've always kind of written um, but I really started blogging, I guess, in 2013, um, had a couple different renditions of my blog. And right now it's the Prairie Crocus blog and photography on Facebook. Um, and then I do have a separate website, um, but it has gone from sharing frustrations and funny stories about having toddlers and their shenanigans and trying to, uh, you know, I was working full time in town and I was working in customer service, which is a chaos and then coming home to toddlers and the chaos and ranching and that. Um, and it has kind of changed over the years. Uh, it has kind of gone, I I write less about my girls and my kids, I guess, um, just because it felt easier and I felt like I could relate more to my audience, taking it from the standpoint of, um, yes, I grew up as a, you know, in a ranch family, um, but I consider myself to be a part-time rancher, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, because I've always had to work full-time or I've been working part-time and and then, having cows and so kind of just uh it's it's very heavily you know weighted in agriculture life um but it's also i i feel like a lot of a lot of it is i don't want to say like motivational um but it's things that i need to hear things that um i feel like friends of mine, I want them to hear. Um, I try to, you know, share things like we've, we've gone through a very grief stricken year this year, um, in our community, in my family, we've lost some very important people to us. And I feel like I'm not alone in that. Mm -hmm. And so I've shared uh, posts about grief and just, and losing our cows, you know, that's a huge grief thing. And so, I feel like this year my blog has maybe been a little bit, um, 
I don't know. Maybe it's been super depressing for some people reading it. I don't know. Um, but just, it's like, I wake up every day and try to put a post on there and just how I'm feeling in the moment. Um, so that's kind of where that came from. And it has, um, it's actually been a huge blessing for me and pretty cathartic, um, in sharing those things because, it's amazing when you feel like you're alone, especially in a woman in ranching. Um, you feel like you're nobody gets this. Nobody in my family gets how I feel. Um, but there's a lot of other women going through a lot of the same things that you can relate to. And, and that has just been amazing. Um, I have a very, amazing audience and group of people that follow along and um it's been a lot of fun well i am so glad you take the time to share the stories that you do there because for me it just puts things into such good perspective um that's what i enjoy most about your writing is like yes you do you do share things about grief and like things that you're processing and working through, but you bring such amazing perspective to it that it's not just like, oh, woe is me. Oh, this is terrible for us. You know, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's depressing. I think it's <laughs> it's very um, empowering um, that just kind of that mindset that you bring to it of it, it's the things that you need to hear. It's the, the things that you need to remind yourself of. I love that. Um, so you said you started out sharing a lot about motherhood and ranch life there. How has that kind of changed over the years as you've been in these different seasons? Yeah, I think um, a lot of it changed, uh, you know, as the girls got older because they, they were able to be out doing stuff with us. Uh, when my girls were really young, you know, like a lot of moms, I wasn't able to get out and go ride. And I wasn't able to um, go do a lot of things, I guess, until they got older. And then um, we we really try hard to take the kids with us and, and have them go do stuff. Um, but it's always been, it's always been kind of difficult in the sense that I've always had a job outside of the ranch. I have never not had a job off the place. Um, and so that's, that's kind of an interesting perspective, I feel, because um, I have friends that are moms that have not had to have a job off the ranch since their kids were born. And then I also have friends who are working multiple jobs, have kids, uh, you know, has cattle or, you know, they're farming and that sort of thing. And so it's interesting to kind of be in the middle of the, those different perspectives and, um, and two, I think it's just, as your kids get older, you kind of find yourself again, you know, when they are, they're old enough to go do stuff with their friends or, um, want to go help ride. Or I have one kiddo that she would just as soon be home all the time helping on the ranch and ride and do all that kind of stuff. And then my younger um, would rather spend time with grandma or be with her friends. And she loves to ride. It's just not her passion. And so it's, I, I try to um, see it from both sides of that coin too, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and like I said, it, it's like, I found parts of myself that, I lost when I was pregnant or when the girls were really little um, and being able to go do things by myself that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I maybe don't have to take the kids with me. You know, I can go saddle up my mare and go just go ride by myself and not have to have an audience or have to worry about how am I going to get, you know, back in time to feed the kids or can I take them with me or that sort of thing. And um, so it's just, yeah, it is just kind of morphed. And I feel like it's matured as I've matured. Um, I go back sometimes when I look at some of the things I wrote when I first started and I, <laughs> I kind of cringe and I'm like, oh, wow, that was like, I can't believe I shared that with other people. Um, 
but it is, it's funny to see how much I've matured in my, in what I write and what I share and what I've, I've learned to keep to myself, I guess. And so, so yeah, I would say it's, it's definitely matured over time with the growth of my kids and the changes that we've gone through out here on the, the operation. Um, and just changed as I've gotten older and learned to roll with things more so than I did when I was younger. So. Well, you've made it look very graceful. I think <laughs> the stories you share, it makes, I look up to you so much as a, a mom who keeps her kids involved in agriculture and, you know, tries to keep them involved in that day-to-day ranch life, um, kind of passing on the things that you grew up with. Um, I look up to you so much when you share stuff about that, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I know the behind the scenes of what that takes to make that experience happen. And it's so much, and there's so much of it too, that's, you know, you can't control You have to like change plans 57 times to make it work. But yes, no, I think it's very graceful. Because it's not graceful behind the scenes. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it comes across that way. Um, I always tell my husband that I have to edit out things or like, I just, I was thinking about the other day, like all the things that just the, that him and I together have done and I could write a book, literally just, just the life of being a ranch wife Mm -hmm. minus the kids, even being a part of that, you know? And so I think most women can, can relate to we've gotten to the point where it's like, we just don't even make plans. Um, (laughs) You know, having a husband who is a mechanic and a truck driver and uh, we just don't, we barely make plans because, you know, things change and you just have to be okay with that. So yeah. Yeah. It's a learning curve. It is for sure. And I, I feel like it's such a steep learning curve, or at least I felt that way when I became a mom. Um, and like you said, like being a wife on the farm or ranch is its own whole thing, Mm -hmm. getting accustomed to what that means. And then adding motherhood to that. It's just, to me, it was so many things that I never even thought would be part of the experience. Um, and I've never really had the language to describe that. And I think that's what I loved so much when I first discovered your blog of just like, you give me words to say what I am feeling in this season of like, I don't have control over the fact that I have kids that are crying and I need to do things outside and there's nothing I can do about that. There's like, it's out of my control. I cannot develop a plan to solve this situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've all been there. Um, and it, it's not an easy season to be in, you know, and I, I don't know that I could, I don't know that I could go back and do it again, or that I would even want to go back and do, do it again, having babies. And, and I, there's a lot of things I'd do different, um, but that's easy to say after you have an 11 year old and a nine year old, you know, it's easy to say, Oh man, I don't know why I didn't just do this. Or why didn't I just call my mom and have her come watch the kids while I wanted to go do something. Um, and I look back on it and I think, man, I, I did that the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did a lot of things the hard way. Um, but I think at the time you do what you have to do as a mom you are constantly doing the things to get through the day and maybe it's not pretty and that's, that's okay. Um, I I think the biggest thing I've learned from motherhood in general is giving yourself and other people grace Um, because life is hard and it's hard enough when you're one person But when you add little people on top of that and a spouse that, you know, 
maybe like when my girls were really little, my husband was gone quite a bit. Um, he would travel for work and there were, you know, three nights a week that he was gone and it was hard and you just make it work. And I know that other people are going through a lot harder things. Um, and you just have to be okay with your situation and give yourself grace, be patient with your kids when it's not easy and be okay with the fact that nothing in real life looks like Pinterest. And we all have, you know, you just, I have just learned that the hard stuff in life, there's always going to be hard stuff in life Mm -hmm. and you just have to keep going. And no matter if it's that you're dragging along your kid while you're fixing stock tanks that are frozen or um, whatever, you just have to learn to laugh at it and be okay with the mess Um, because it could always be worse. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea of having a perfect family and a perfect home is garbage. And I've just really learned thanks to growing up, I guess, and just doing things the hard way is that it's, it's okay. And to give other moms, don't give them advice unless you've been in their exact shoes and advice is great, but sometimes just showing up with people in their mess and like, what can I do for you is so much more helpful than any advice any of us could ever give another person. So yeah, that's, that's my thing about motherhood is that we're all just doing the best we can and trying to make sure that our kids make it through another day Um, (laughs) and that you make it through another day. Cause sometimes that in itself is a challenge. The role that, like you said, the learning to be okay with the situation that you're in or learning how to talk yourself into being okay with it or, you know, find that way that to get through. Um, I think it's so important because, because like we've said, I guess, kind of throughout the podcast, there's just so much that you can't control. There's so much that you're going to do the hard way because you're in the situation living it and you can't realize that you're doing it the hard way until later. Um, But just that learning to be okay with it and learning to find something that gets you through, which it sounds like for you, a lot of the times that's your writing. So, Mm -hmm. so good that you've found that and can share it in such a cool way with other people. Yeah. Well, um, I do have, I kind of lost track of my outline here. We just got so busy talking. Um, I do have a question, a couple of questions that I like to ask everybody who comes on the show. And one of them is, um, what are you as a, a mom um, and a rancher and someone who's been involved in this lifestyle? And obviously, I'm guessing you would want that um, to be an option for your girls to get to be in that lifestyle too, if that's what they choose, what do you hope um, most to pass on to them about the things that you've learned doing this? I think the biggest thing that I hope to pass on to my kids is uh, to work hard. Don't be afraid of hard work. um, And don't be afraid to be told no. Sometimes the best things come out of things not going our way. Um, you know, if I, I could probably think of a million things, but um, just be okay with where you're at and, and don't, don't just get comfortable with where you're at, but learn to be okay with, where you're at in your life. Um, because sometimes we can, we can wish our lives away and wake up one morning and think, 
I, I've been wishing for something my whole life and I've never gotten it and I'm still unhappy. Um, you just have to find joy where you're at with what you have and, and be okay with that. And I've said that a few times now probably, but, um, so don't be afraid of hard work and don't be afraid of being told no. Um, just keep going and, and that's the, the best thing we can do is just to keep going. I like that advice. It's, it's good advice for anybody, whether they're involved in ag or not. So, um, and then my other question is what's your favorite tradition that you guys have um, in your family on the ranch or just in general? Sorry, I usually prep you, but I forgot at the beginning of the episode, I was going to ask. <laughs> I think my favorite tradition, I guess, or thing that we still do is that we we try really hard to do everything with cows on horseback as much as possible. Um, and then we are one of very few places around in our area that still does a rope and drag branding, um, which is very important to me. And I, I just feel like that is a tradition that our friends and family know every year they're going to come to our branding. We're going to get to ride, get up in the morning. We round up, um, we bring the cows in and, you know, we kind of just, people know who's going to rope. We have a really good group of help. And I, I love that tradition that we are still able to do that. We still have friends and family that want to rope and ride and, um, you know, do those things because it's, it's becoming less and less. And I, I feel like with more, you know, everybody moving away off the ranch and getting away from agriculture and more, it's, it's so hard to find help and people who want to do those things horseback, especially. Um, and so I just, I really love that we are able to still use our horses round up, cut calves out, out in the field and do that kind of stuff. Um, that is probably my favorite part of the little ranching gig. Um, because I'm a horse girl at heart. And so I am that, that is the one thing that as long as I'm able to ride and we're able to keep horses that will, that will remain. That sounds so special. Um, I feel like how you describe it I've never been to like um a real branding like that but how you describe it of just getting to work with people that are like your neighbors your friends your family and use your horses who are also basically your family mm -hmm. um to do the work that matters it just sounds really beautiful so it sounds like special memory I hope you guys get to continue to do that for a long time me too well, Rochelle, thank you so much for coming and just talking with me. Um, it's always good to talk to you about these kinds of things. Um, I want people to know where they can connect with you more, um, follow along, and then please tell us about your book too. Okay. So you can follow me. I'm probably, well, not probably. I am most active on Facebook. Uh, like I said, that's the Prairie Crocus blog and photography. I think if you just search the Prairie Crocus, you'll find it. Um, I also am on Instagram, but I've kind of taken a hiatus from that. And so it's just the Prairie Crocus and I do post random times there, but, um, and then my website is www.prairie-crocus.com. And uh, right now I do have a book that I put together and it's called Anthology. I should have grabbed one. I have a stack of them, but they're it's okay. Louis. Um, but anyways, it's kind of a, it's a collection of uh, several of the posts that I have posted on Facebook and a handful of some new poems and essays that have not been posted or published before. Um, and it's, it's just dedicated to everybody in agriculture, especially, you know, the women who 
are the ones out there behind the scenes, you know, doing the the really hard work of raising families and um, raising cattle and crops and keeping the place together. And I'd be honored, you know, I've put a lot of work and sweat and tears and cuss words into it. (laughs) And it's a, a major work of love. And I hope to be able to share that with lots of people. And um, that is available on my website as well. And then I do um, have some posts on Facebook where you can get to the link from it there. So Perfect. Well, I am so excited to get my copy of it. I haven't even got it yet. And I'm already like, oh, I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really excited to have that. I'm not the greatest at like spending time just browsing on social media to read things. So I feel like I miss a lot of your posts until I remind myself like, oh, I bet Rochelle has new things that I would really like to read. I should go search for her. <laughs> so I'm excited to have like a physical copy of your perspective and just like words in my home. I'm really excited about it. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm excited to get it out and, um, it's been very well received so far. So yes, so it's been, it's been a fun project. Another thing that, uh, don't put things off. If you have ideas, just do it, just jump in feet first and just do it. You'll, you won't regret it. If you just, um, don't think you're not worthy and that you're not good enough to do it. It's you are, and people always believe in you, even if you don't believe in yourself. So this book has been a huge blessing in that way because I, I really wasn't going to put it together. And I just thought, you know what? It's on my heart. It needs to go. And I hope it blesses a lot of people. So the perfect reminder. We all need to hear that one. So, well, thank you so much, Rochelle. And we will um, be sure to put your links in the show notes. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. It's good to talk to you. Do you know someone building their ag legacy or with stories of yesteryear on the farm that need to be shared? Please let us know or help them apply to be a guest on the show at farmingonpurpose.com slash guest. If you've enjoyed spending time with us today, please take a moment to review the show on Apple Podcasts or give us a share on social media. You can follow the host of Farming on Purpose, Lexi, at, at Farming on Purpose on all social media. And let us know what topics you want to hear more about.